Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. If you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca, and we'll answer them in a future episode. All right, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Missionary Disciple Podcast. My name is Andre Renier. This is my wife, Angel. Uh, this week, our conversation is going to be about Rise Up, which is CCO's annual Christmas conference. And why we want to talk about it is because what we felt was that God spoke very clearly and, and placed a challenge before all those students, and I believe the whole church, is to go out and change the world, to build the city of God within the city of man. Ansha, maybe you could talk a little bit about what Rise Up is and how it's broken down and how the challenge kind of goes out to the students. Mm. So Rise Up is our conference to gather all the CCO students across the country and really um, anybody from around the world that we've touched. And so 1,300 were gathered in Toronto this year. This is our biggest conference we've ever had. It's our 20th Rise Up. And it's an opportunity to grow that momentum and sense that, um, gosh, I'm not alone on this campus or in my parish trying to make evangelization things happen. There's a real sense of unity and momentum and um, not only getting fired up in, in the mission, but getting really ministered to in your own spirit and in your own walk with the Lord. So the flow of Rise Up is is always very similar. There's different speakers every year, but we want to have um, just an opportunity for people to feel welcomed to the to the conference because there's a lot of new people that will come, mm-hmm. um, students that are just getting involved and people who actually haven't had much experience with us. The second day, or the first full day, I should say, is a time of encounter with Jesus Christ and, and conversion and ends with confessions and adoration. And then the, the next day is focused on the mission and helping people understand their their missionary identity and how they're being sent out. And then there's practical sessions that happen on the December 31st and then New Year's Eve, of course, which is awesome. And then there's just a release of all this energy out to the world on January 1st. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, Rise Up particularly, um, we felt uh, as we were praying, we felt very strongly that, you know, the Lord is inviting us to open ourselves up and and to, to, to expand our gaze and our great expectation that he wanted to do something very special at this conference, but even more empower those participants to go out. And so there, all the talks were kind of directed towards encounter and then towards mission. But what I want to talk about is your address, actually, New Year's Eve, which I thought kind of captured it all and then really placed a, a, a real clear challenge to all those present there that night. Uh, but I believe everyone, um, that the task was right before our eyes and, and it was clear what God was inviting us to do. And that was to to you know, build the city of God within the city of man. And we talk a little bit about that address, some some important points that you made that night. Well, I think what was um, central to to what I I addressed the people with was the words of Saint John Paul too, because he's walked on the land that is Toronto. He was it was his last World Youth Day in Toronto, two thousand and two, and so the words that he said on that land were important to me to try to speak out of. Mm-hmm. And I shared with the students his call to to be saints, his call to be um, 
that yeah he made he makes the point of like you don't it's not a question of age to be a saint it's a question of how filled you are with the holy spirit and we really took time to give the holy spirit room at rise up on the mm-hmm. 30th in the evening to allow the students to actually pray with one another to receive the holy spirit and to be filled with the holy spirit and to be stirred up in the holy spirit so that they can actually go forth in um in a fruitful way because it's really not us that does the work we are collaborators with the Holy Spirit who goes first. Mm-hmm. So that was um, one of the first challenges that I gave speaking out of St. John Paul II was this, this call to be to be saints and to be like St. Cattery, to be like the Canadian martyrs, to be like... Uh, For those Americans, those. that's the North American martyrs. Oh yeah, sorry folks. Uh, I like to keep them for myself. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where my inspiration was, was to speak that to the students and... I mean, you were there in 2002, you were there in 2000, you were there in 1997. When John Paul II spoke beautiful words of like, be a saint, people resounded to that, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like when he he said it, um, you know, he called, the, I think it was 2.2 million people in 2002, um, that 2.2 in 2002, um, that he said, go and be the saints of the new millennium. And it was like, all, all of us there felt like it was not only him, but it was actually God speaking to us. And, and everyone stood up and, you know, just shouted and said, yes, I, I want to be. That was in 2000. Yeah, it was in 2000. It was in Rome. So, so really what the voice we were hearing was, you know, in a way it was kind of like, there was something very supernatural about it, very, very tangible. Like we kind of refer, um, you know, the veil between heaven and earth was very thin and that's the way it felt. But I, I that night when you spoke about, you know, the words of John Paul II, you build, be the builders, talk a little bit about kind of where you first got that inspiration when we were in Rome, you know, a month earlier. Um, well, I later spoke on... Um the quote from 2002 World Youth Day uh, that I also felt like John Paul II was, was, you know, reminding me of when we were in Rome. So we did a mass at St. Peter's at his tomb and it was just three weeks before Rise Up. So I just kind of <laughs> naively asked if St. John Paul II had anything to say to CCO in Canada. And I felt his words, you be those builders, uh, came to mind very quickly. And so that, wasn't like, what do those words mean? I knew exactly what those words meant. They were from his address, 2002. So if my compu- my phone will cooperate here, to pull up the quote. Um, he said, let me put on some glasses too. He said, for such an undertaking, a new generation of builders is needed. Moved not by fear or violence, but by the urgency of genuine love, they must learn to build brick by brick, the city of God within the city of man. And allow me, dear young people, to consign this hope of mine to you. You must be those builders. You are the men and women of tomorrow. The future is in your hearts and in your hands. God is entrusting to you the task at once difficult and uplifting of working with him in the building of the civilization of love. So this is a well-known quote in CCO because we we prayed every day. We have a, a portion of this tucked into our apostles prayer, which is what, mm-hmm. you know, th- this, this desire to be um, missionary to the world, mm-hmm. to be, to build brick by brick, the city of God inside of the city of man. And we know that those words aren't 
literal. They are, in our in our words, one person at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the whole brick by brick, building the city of God, brick by brick, within the city of man, you know, it, 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 and I love what he said, I consign this hope to you. It's like he was saying, young people, but I just think all Catholics, I really put my hope in you that you would become those builders. Well, there was a sense when you spoke that night that it, I'm not being overly spiritual here, but it wasn't you speaking. It was actually him speaking through you. I think that's why people were so moved that day, that evening, is because when you spoke it, it resonated in, in our hearts. It's like, wow. This this is this is like Saint Paul. I mean Saint John Paul too, speaking to us and and putting his hope, consigning his hope, asking us to do this. Um, and and I think that was why it's so powerful. And you know that the, the the invitation wasn't uh, you know, Angel Renier, but it was like Saint Paul, Saint John Paul too, saying, you know, I'm still counting on you guys to fulfill this. And you know what, what was really moving and. From my vantage point, the 1,300 young people, they stood up after your presentation and they they gave you a great standing ovation. It's almost like it was their yes. It was saying, yes, I want to be that builder. Like I want, I want to build the city of God within the city of man. It just really resonated in that crowd that day. But, you know, I would go as far to say I think – that that invitation to become builders is something that would resonate in the hearts and minds of any missionary disciple in the church. Meaning, you know, that's why we're people are listening to this podcast is because they're they're wanting to become missionary. And you know, John Paul II is inviting us to be those builders, and we've got his intercession behind us. If we say yes, he'll intercede for us to kind of. Mm-hmm fulfill that so that that was really to me powerful part of what what you spoke um that what again it wasn't you so much but it was him speaking through you but you talked about some other things that evening also the whole 2020 i really like that okay i was like what did i say oh you said a lot. um i just i don't know it seemed really obvious to me but it's the year 2020 and i was like wow we say you have 2020 vision you know like uh, maybe there's some advertisements people have seen around that use the word 2020 um in that context but i was just captured by it and i was like you know i'm, I'm wondering if this would be something i could use in my talk so I just kind of looked up what does 2020 vision mean and the definition was very brief and it just said sharpness and clarity of vision and that resonated for me, for us in CCO, very quickly and easily because we would speak of that often, this clear and simple focus in our proclamation of Jesus Christ, um, that we we would clearly and simply, with sharpness and clarity, want to proclaim Jesus and not just want to do it, but then do it in that sharpness and clarity. Um, sharp, not in a, an abrasive way, but just in a precise sort of way. Well, I, I think that's really important, you know, especially to all the participants of of Rise Up that will be watching this podcast. You know, you were given a challenge, and we all are given a challenge in the church to go out and to be those builders, but it's really important that we simplify. You know, 2020 speaks of simplify it, clearly present it. And so we encourage you, you know, to be missionary um, 
but make your message be as clearly and and present it as simply as possible so that the hearer can actually mm-hmm. know what you're presenting and respond right. appropriately. Um, so, yeah, the 2020, uh, to me, I think, is an invitation for all those of us in mission, but especially those participants to rise up. Keep it simple. Keep yeah. it clear. You know, and if you want if you want to know how to do that, uh, follow this podcast because this is we're simple people here uh, with a simple message, and so um, join us in becoming really 2020 this year. But you talked a little bit about going back too, like yeah. So I also thought of the expression "hindsight's 2020." Yeah. So I was like, hmm, you know, like what's what's from the past, and I always go to the saints when it comes to the past. So I thought about John Paul II, and I thought about what was he seeing. In the past, it's kind of a back to the future sort of like <laughs> something going on. But what was he seeing back then about where we are now? And uh, it brought to mind things that he said in the 90s as he was looking forward to the millennium. Because that was a big focus of his, yeah. is bringing the church through the, the the door of the new millennium. And he said things like, I see the dawning of an, of an age of a, of a new missionary age. And I see a, the horizons of humanity more open to the sowing of the gospel. Okay, I just want so you're saying that John Paul II, it's really important we don't just miss this, but St. John Paul II is he was kind of we're embarking upon the new millennium. Uh, you know, uh, he said that he saw a missionary age in the church. Right. And that he saw a dawning of uh, uh, the horizon of a, a time where people be more open to the sowing of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, as I kind of reflect on those two things, uh, you know, the missionary age, I can see a little bit of it, but the dawning of an age where people be more open to the sowing the gospel, it seems like that is exactly the opposite is happening today. People are more closed to the sowing of the gospel, they're rejecting on university campuses, in our parishes, in our families, that it's kind of like people are just pushing mm-hmm. back. Um, so are, are you saying that maybe possibly that as we kind of embark upon this 20, the, uh, um, the year 2020, that we might be moving into that missionary is that, that real, that, that prophetic message of John Paul II is that he saw this age, like a missionary age where, you know, we're not just maintaining, uh, you know, the, cultural Catholicism, but we're actually starting over in a way and that people like Kanye West are going to be open to the Sowing Gospel in a different way. Is that kind of what what you're hoping that you're moving in that message? You know, If I said no, that'd be bad, eh? Yeah, yeah no, do I live into it? No, I'm into it. But um, I think, I mean, those words sound really beautiful, like a new missionary age, but that actually says a lot. It means... We need missionaries because it's that bad. Yeah. Like if it was good, then we wouldn't need missionaries. We would just have programs or something. We would mm-hmm. be doing maintenance. But it's a new missionary age, which means there is a lack of faith and there is a need for people to to be Christ and to proclaim Christ. And how can they hear unless someone proclaims, right? The, yeah. We hear from Romans. So... I think he's he's foreseeing an age that we're living in now when we're like, yeah, like people aren't coming to church. People aren't into it. Um, there is a need for missionaries. But he didn't just say there's going to be an age where we need missionaries. He also said um, yeah, humanity that's more open to the yeah. sowing of the gospel. So if missionaries are sowing and there's a need to have mission, 
but people are open, then that means there's a there's a lot of good that will be done. So I think we have to put all the pieces together and um, not just say like, wow, like this is the great apostasy and things are dark and it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Sure, but it's a missionary age and people are open. And so, I mean, we see that on campus, a hostile environment, the periphery for sure, a people who mm-hmm. are generally uneducated in even what basic Christianity is. But when we can have the sit-down conversation, there is a, a deep hunger and a readiness to to be fed. Yeah. Well, I think two things I just I think, you know, that are important in light of what you just said. One is, you know, there there people are open to the sowing of the gospel, but equally as important is that we have to have be open and have the courage to actually speak. It's good to kind of be encouraged by the fact that people might be open, but people are going to continue to just be open until we actually have the courage to go and speak to them clearly and simply about Jesus. But something else that I'm just reminded of it, of what St. John Paul II said, you know, just before the the year 2000, um, he says that um, that when we cross over the the threshold of the new millennium, mm-hmm. that the, that there would be a copious amount of grace um, upon the church in order to do the work of evangelization. So he prophesied or spoke prophetically that there would be a, a, a copious is a lot, um, you know, more than we need probably, uh, amount of grace, meaning not only would be people be open, but he's actually suggesting that there's, there is grace available to us right now. Those participants that rise up when when you know when you go out, you're going to actually be given more grace to do what you have to do. For those that are trying to reach their family or in their parish, that John Paul II spoke of this copious amount of grace being given to the church for the work of evangelization. So, you know, I, I, to me, I think we have to be aware that that there's something special happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, ordinary time. It's really, I would like to say, it's extraordinary time that we are moving into a, a missionary age. And that missionary age, like in the early church, um, is starting from ground zero. And, um, and you know, we we read in Acts, you know, Acts two, you know, the new Pentecost, and they're given the courage and the graces and the and the gifts to go out and to mm-hmm. to bring back the three thousand, the five thousand, you know, that were added those days. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really really important. Anything else you would like to say about your little presentation, <laughs> that prophetic message on New Year's Eve? Um, oh, I just made a. A statement that I think resonated with the crowd that he spoke of, uh, crying out for like a, a new uh, generation of builders. And I thought about the fact that he said this in 2002. And I was like, hmm, what of the, all those generations that are out there, like millennials, Gen Y, Gen X, Gen Z, like, okay, what generation is of 2002? So I did some Googling and it was the, the Gen Z people who were born 1995 and younger. And so I just said like, who here would be a Gen Zer? And, um, just said to them like, well, what if, you know, like what if he's saying that that new generation of builders is the ones born, you know, in this 2002 generational block kind of thing. And, um, maybe you're that new generation that he was crying out for. Um, I mean, a generation is always needed. We need proclaimers in every generation, but, um, 
I was just hypothesizing, like, what if this is in a particular way that that new generation that he had on his horizons? So um, I guess I just kind of threw it out there as a like, I'm thinking about this. And um, <laughs> the response of the crowd yeah, was, it was, um, it was, it was unexpected. I, yeah, I, it was. I didn't really know what would come of it. It was kind of just a, a hmm idea in my mind and inspiration. But when I spoke those words and the words um, of you be those builders, it's um, from my vantage point on the stage, it was like the room was rumbling. There was yeah. um, something was moving yeah. um, in, in the hearts of these young people and audibly, like you could hear it. I, I audibly heard a rumble. Um, and then the fact that they gave a standing ovation, just um, it, it's not to the power of, of my words, but it's the power of what was happening in their hearts exactly. when they heard the weight of the words of St. John Paul II. It all just came together in the power of the Holy Spirit. It was a moment that we we lived at that rise up that isn't meant to be a rah-rah moment, but um, I hope um, maybe it was turning on engines of a car, like we're, we're ready we're ready to go. You know, um, I'm not a biblical scholar, but I've read, um, you know, the Old Testament over and over again, especially the prophet Haggai, and around that, the, the, the rebuilding, the restoration of Jerusalem, like it lied in rubble. Um, and in Haggai, they talked about how, you know, they're building panel cities, uh, houses around Jerusalem that lied, you know, in destruction. And then the prophet Haggai came, and you read that he says, he he says these words, and they're very simple, clear words. He said, God is with you. And it, it describes how the spirit of the Lord came out of that, that prophetic message and moved in the hearts of the people. And they began um, in the power of the Holy Spirit to actually rebuild the Jerusalem very quickly. And it's almost kind of like your little message that you spoke that, that day. It, it actually was empowered by the spirit and it moved in people's hearts. Um, but not only... I, uh, my prayer is, and let's all pray for this, is that not only are they moved, those young people, or you listening to this, are moved by the words of Angel or the Holy Spirit, um, but we are moved to action, to rebuild. You know, because one prophetic word, uh, you know, a lot of our prayer um, over Rise Up, which I don't only, I think it goes beyond Rise Up, but it goes into this year, that we felt very strongly that there is something that the Holy Spirit was inviting us, and I believe inviting the church, to really kind of unleash, you know, to be to be kind of sent out into the world, like almost like a new Pentecost, you know. And we all had that anticipation that Rise Up would do just that. And, you know, there's a couple things in there, if, uh, you know, I'm not going to put too much weight on it, but, you know, there's a couple things that we, uh, someone was praying and they kind of, they saw kind of a cloud over over the hotel and they felt like that cloud was um, was kind of the Holy Spirit coming and and moving powerfully in, in Rise Up and we felt he did. But another student shared with one of our staff that she had a similar, in her prayer, she had a similar sense of a cloud over her university. And she felt like that that cloud was going to all the universities across Canada. So it's you know caught our interest um, that there God was kind of doing something. And I don't know if it was or not, but what was really interesting is the day we left Toronto after Rise Up, 
um, the 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 news, um, the blogs were all commenting over this cloud that that um, was going over Toronto, and it was it was like this wave, this beautiful kind of unusual cloud over Toronto as we were leaving. And even, like I said, the news agencies and the people were, were commenting on social media about this. So it was really um, quite interesting. And so I just have a sense of, of hope that uh, 2020 um, is going to be a very, very um, unique year for mission for us as disciples, that God is encouraging us the saints are encouraging us to really go to the streets and and to be those builders you know brick by brick one person at a time let's start taking back the land let's take back our universities let's take back our cities let's take back our families let's take back our countries um brick by brick let's build the city of god within the city of man now's the time uh, that's one thing that john paul ii said he said now because People are open to the sowing of the gospel. We've got to direct all our energies to this moment. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you very, uh, very much, Anshep, for sharing that with us. And we really encourage you, especially the particip- participants of Rise Up, is um, take this challenge, the challenge what the Lord spoke to you at Rise Up. Um, you know, really take it to heart and 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 do what you need to do to to be those builders. Thank you very much, and feel free to come back to the podcast that uh, we. Every Friday we send out a new um, episode and we just want to invite you to be part of it. So thank you very much and God bless. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us and subscribe. Share us with your friends. Until next time, God bless.